uh, Tampa Bay Lightning here. Uh, welcome to, the, to our great city of Tampa and welcome to Amelie Arena, which on December the 18th, we will have one of the biggest events in boxing history here, promoted by Showtime uh, with the fight versus Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. One will fall. And I guarantee you both of these guys have been preparing very uh, feverishly to get down. I know uh, Tommy's going to be joining us here uh, via Zoom, uh, but Jake is here in this beautiful weather. And uh, I, I want to say that's kind of an advantage because I do feel like Tampa is God's country. But we will, uh, we will let them decide that on December the 18th. Tickets will go on sale this Wednesday at 10 a.m. You can go to AmelieArena.com in order to start getting tickets starting at 10 a.m. And uh, it's going to be a great show, a uh, great, uh, great opportunity for our city to host another big event here. This event is produced and presented by Showtime Pay-Per-View and Most Valuable Promotions, promoted in association with Holden Productions. Jake Paul will face off against 22-year-old Tommy Fury, an undefeated boxer turned reality TV star. And if I'm not mistaken, he may be over there. Uh, going out in his, his glory of the uh, Love Island show in the UK. He is a major star over there and uh, definitely is going to be a major star here on December the 18th, along with Jake Paul, who is 4-0 for three knockouts. Tommy Fury is 7-0. The co-main event, which was just announced today, will bring a very awesome women's battle between Amanda Serrano and, uh, and she will face the WBA lightweight title holder, holder Miriam Gutierrez, in a 10-round, 135-pound bout. Amanda Serrano is 41-1-1 with 30 knockouts, which I can promise you, regardless of what her weight class is, I would not be fighting her or attempting to fight her. She's a unified featherweight world champion, holds the world record for the most boxing world titles won by a female in different weight classes, at a total of seven. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please Amanda, welcome to the stage, Amanda Serrano. Nice jersey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I want a jersey with my name on the back. I live here and I ain't got that. <laughs> So obviously you've gotten here where no other woman has ever done titles in seven different divisions. Uh, clearly a lot of work, hard work and dedication, but what do you feel has brought you to this moment where you can stand in position of being the only woman to serve in that role? Um, exactly what you said, hard work, um, dedication, sacrifice, you know, greatness requires sacrifice and I sacrificed my whole, my from 18 to now, um, just boxing, boxing, boxing and nothing can happen without a great team behind you. So what's your motivation behind the very difficult task of moving between weight classes? Last fight, you were at like 129. Now you're going up to 135. Like what is what is the biggest challenge? And also what is the biggest risk? Uh, well, everything. Once I leave my my division, which is uh, I'm the feather, um, super featherweight champion. I mean, featherweight champion, sorry. Um, I'm taking a risk. Uh, and if I fight anybody, any opponent, any different weight division, uh, I'm taking a risk. But, you know, in female boxing, we have to go where the opportunities are, are at. And I want to be able to do stuff that not 
every girl can do. And that's when multiple divisions and different ways from 140 to 115. I want to do the, the craziness. Well, I know if my record is broken, which I don't think it will, it won't be broken the way I did it. So this is your second fight on a Showtime pay-per-view or second time appearing on one. How does it feel to be on a big stage, you know, coming to obviously a big city with so much buzz around it, championships abound, uh, and, and a great arena here at Emily Arena. How does it feel to be now on this world stage with Showtime once again? Um, it feels awesome. I, why not fight in the city of champions? Tampa, we have the Lightning Bolts, we have um, the Buccaneers. So I'm super, super honored to be here to fight in Tampa. You know, I just have to live up to the, the, the city's name, um, city of champions, and that's what I'm going to do. Fighting for pay-per-view is always, a, I'm fighting for Showtime pay-per-view is always a great opportunity. I just want to go out and prove that females, we can fight. And no matter where you put us, we're going to put on a show and we're going to look good doing it. How has your career changed since joining Jake's promotional company? And how are you working together both inside and outside of the ring? Obviously, it's a huge uh, presence that he has uh, with the whole family as, as a whole. Um, how, how do you feel like this has helped your career and, and, and also both in the ring and outside of it? No, we only started for a little while, but it's definitely changed. I got a lot more eyes, a lot more followers um, due to Jake Paul. And um, it's something different. You know, I'm, I'm just so into boxing. I've never done anything really outside of boxing. I dedicated in my 18, all my 20s and now 30s of, of boxing, boxing, boxing. So being um, under the light and social media is something different for me. And I'm continuing to learn, to learn about it. And um, I can learn a lot from Jake Paul. He's done tons of amazing things with his platform. And I hope one day I can be as ha half as good as he is. Well, you're definitely on your way. And um, obviously, the landscape of sports and business has has transformed so much in regards to women getting opportunities, women being more highlighted, uh, women winning championships in ways in which no one ever saw them doing and bringing so much exposure to sports as a whole and business. Um, how do you feel and what message, how do you feel about that movement in regards to women moving forward to the forefront and being able to show their ability? But what message would you give to any woman, any female out there, a young girl, uh, or older uh, that would have the desire to not only follow their dreams, but also make a significant impact in their communities, wherever they reside. Just um, continue, uh, have lots of patience. It's coming along and just believe in yourself, um, surround yourself with positive people, a great team behind you and the world is yours. You know, the sky's the limit and just be very patient. I've been patient. Uh, it's been, I've been 14 years fighting, 12 years as a professional, and now it's all coming together. And I'm super excited to see my future where, where it um, goes. And for the women, all the women in women boxing, uh, women in sports, it's, we're only gonna get better. Ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Serrano, if you have any questions, you're more than welcome to have some at this time. Hey, Amanda. Hello. Damon Gonzalez from Latin Box Sports. This isn't new to you. You know, you've been on this stage many a times, being the WBO champion, giving so, so much back in the community of Puerto Rico and Brooklyn. How humbling is the fight in such a big Latino community as Tampa Bay? Well, I'm always humble. I stay humble. That's my, my motto. I stay humble. 
Um, it's just uh, an amazing feeling. And I do this for the Latinas, for, for, for my island of Puerto Rico, just to be the best that I can be, continue to go out there and fight my hardest. You know, I always want to be the best version of myself. So, you know, this fight, uh, I'm going to go out there and perform like I always do. Amanda, a few months ago, I went down to Mexico and you fought MMA in Mexico. You've been very successful in the MMA field and fighting in combat sports. And then the switch over coming back to what you love the most, boxing. How humbling is it, again, to be an all-around pound-for-pound fighter? <laughs> well, each sport is completely different, Mom. Boxing, uh, MMA will humble a boxer down <laughs> big time. So um, it's just amazing that I can be a complete um, combat fighter. And um, I just, you know, MMA makes me a better boxer and, and boxing makes me, um, makes me do better in MMA. So I just want to be the best that I can be. More questions for Amanda? Amanda, TJ Reeves, Big Fight Weekend. Uh, there's a lot of pressure involved in any you do. How much pressure do you feel for what else could be out there? How much pressure will you put on yourself for December 18th? Um, well, pressure bus pipes. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm under the best when I'm under pressure. And um, I just go out there and, and perform. Like I said, I want to be the best version of myself. I go out there and I push myself to, to the limits where I... I thought that I could never be pushed, then I'm just going to go out there and, and just be me. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the awesome women that will be taking the stage here December 18th, Miss Amanda Serrano. Next up, coming to the stage, is a 24-year-old boxer that holds a record of 4-0, and and he is a global superstar. He is also the founder of Boxing Bullies, and he's accompanied here by his team, his boxing coach, BJ Flores, also here in attendance. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jake Paul. Go, let's go. Also getting ready to join us as well, live via Zoom. He's a 22-year-old pro boxer with a record of seven and oh. He is a UK reality TV star. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome via Zoom, Mr. Tommy Fury. And I might need to add that W, huh? I'm sorry. And I do need to add a WBCC champion, world champion, Tyson Fury is also with him. Jake, you are attempting to make a lasting positive impact in the sport of boxing uh, with your program, Boxing Bullies. The boxing gym in Puerto Rico, your advocacy for women and maximum fighter purses. Uh, can you tell us why you're so vocal uh, in this arena and in this sport? Yeah, look, Tampa Bay, thank you for having me. Uh, look, the sport needed change. I came in and I, I saw how things were being ran and it's not okay. You know, fighters need more pay. Uh, women's boxing needs to be put on more of a pedestal. And I want to be able to give back. I've always given back since I was a kid and that's why I dreamed of having a foundation as a young kid. And at 24 years old, I started Boxing Bullies with the mission of spreading awareness about stopping bullying. And if you are bullying, maybe turn to boxing and, and find a different path to give yourself confidence instead of tearing other kids down. Well, obviously, you've been no stranger uh, in, in the YouTube world and, and along with your brother uh, doing promotions, cross promotions all across the board. Obviously, me being in WWE, you guys have had a taste of that world as well. What you bring a whole different brand of fans when you come into uh, the world of boxing. And how do you feel that crossover has helped you in this career and building your following and helping the sport? And what do you want them to take from it? Look, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this is a this is a show business. There's the show and then there's the business. So I've mastered putting on a show. That's what I did my whole entire life. And I'm bringing that into the sport of boxing because there needs there needs to be a little bit of spunk. And we're in a new digital age where content is king. And that's just what I happen to be good at. So I'm bringing content into boxing. I think every boxer should have YouTube channels, TikToks, be tweeting all the time and making the fights more exciting for their opponents. If you're a boxer in today's day and age, you can't just be good in the gym. You got to be good all the way around. And I hope to be able to be the leading example of that. Well, you're definitely on, uh, well on your way. Um, you, uh, you've had a couple of months to reflect on your last fight with Tyson Woodley. Uh, what are your takeaways from that fight and what did you learn about yourself as a fighter along the way? Tyson Woodley is a punk. Uh, that's, that's mainly what I learned. Uh, but look, it was my first real test that I passed a five time UFC champion who, you know, dominated the UFC with his big overhand right. Uh, and he hit me with a shot in the fourth round that uh, was nothing. I, I, I ate it very easily and kept on moving, found a way to win and passed my first test in my fourth professional fight. You know, no one from Muhammad Ali to Mike Tyson to Floyd Mayweather was testing themselves as much as I was in my fourth fight. So 
I learned a lot about myself, what I'm capable of, and, you know, performing under pressure. And I look forward to bringing that experience into this next fight with, with this guy, wherever he is. I don't know where he's at, but I'm going to smoke him. Well, you talked about increasing your test uh, each fight, and obviously you've gradually increased the level of opposition, but you're taking a high risk and fighting a promising young fighter and Tommy very early in your development. Why Tommy Fury and why is now the right time to fight him? With every fight, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the people's champ. So with every fight, I'm giving the people what they want. And what they wanted was fight a real boxer, fight a real boxer. That's what everyone kept on saying. Oh, yeah, you beat a five-time UFC champion in your fourth fight, but fight a real boxer. So here is a young kid, same age, same height, same weight, same reach, with a better record than me, who has been boxing his whole entire life, whose brother is the heavyweight champion of the world. He has a legendary name. He has the following. He has a star power. It's the perfect fight. And he's a real boxer. So when I knock out Tommy Fury on December 18th, right here at the Amelie Arena, people will have nothing left to say. All the media, all the people out there who have doubted me and constantly think, had things to say about me years ago. Oh, Jake Paul's bad for boxing. Jake Paul's bad for boxing. I'm going to shut you all the fuck up. And you will put respect on my name after I beat this kid. Fight a real boxer, no fucking problem. Well, obviously you uh, have been preparing to fight a pro boxer at this, this junction. Last time you were fighting an MMA fighter, what do you think the biggest challenges and the differences are between fighting a person in the MMA as well as, or from the MMA versus a person that actually, as you said, is a very young and up and coming uh, undefeated boxer? I mean, look, the way I see it is fighting Tyron Woodley is, you know, he's an unorthodox fighter. It's two different styles. MMA guys come in with different types of striking. So when I'm fighting a boxer, it's going to be more of a chess match, more strategic, uh, and we're going to be thinking a lot more in there versus the MMA guys just come out throwing overhand rights like you saw. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're switching things up in, in camp. We have a game plan sticking to it. But I see a guy who is green. You know, he doesn't have head movement. He can't fight going backwards. You know, he's stiff. He's rigid. He has fast hands. He has good combinations. But we're taking all of that away, and there's not going to be anything left for him to do. This kid's chin hasn't been tested. He's only been put in with opponents that were meant to lose. I've never done that. All my fights were stepping into the unknown. For him, this is the first fight where the opponent isn't just put in there to lose. And so on the biggest stage possible in front of millions of people, this young man will crack. He's not battle tested like me. He hasn't lived the life that I have. He hasn't gone through the shit that I've gone through. He's never, he's had a silver spoon in his mouth his whole entire life. He's doing this because his brother does it because his dad told him to do it. This isn't something that he wants to do. If it were up to him, he would be an Abercrombie and Fitch model. So, when, when, you, when you see the fight start, you're going to see this kid break down, and he's going to get hit with his first real punch, and he's going to say, damn, why, why the fuck did I do this? I could have just been a model. Are y'all are still on the Zoom call? Because y'all are quiet like some bitches. Two big bitches. Two big bitches on Zoom.
December 18th, and you're going to get barcode, mate. You fought a 40-year-old guy in your last fight. He hit with one proper punch and he fell through the ropes. And listen, mate, you can't put in the clause about not knocking me out. Because when I come for you, I'm knocking you spark out. You fought you need five UFC people, a basketball <laughs> player, and that's it. When you fight me December 18th, mate, you're getting knocked spark out. Because this is a step too far for you. Sloth with the biggest draw in the world I've ever seen. See you, stick to YouTube because that's all you're good for. Because when it's not rigged and it's not set up in the contract, you lose. And I'm going to show you what losing feels like on December 18th. I know we're here via we're here via Zoom. But my question to you would be why take this fight? The question to me why take this fight. I feel like I've won the lottery. You're asking me to fight absolute nugget on a massive world stage. You're going to pay me very nicely and comfortably. And all I've got to do is fight Jake Paul, a YouTuber. I'm going to splatter this man come December 18th. I've, I've won the lottery, so I'm begging Jake Paul, please do not pull out. Please don't pull out. I never, I never pull out, ever. Ask my girlfriend. Because normally, when we get to this stage in boxing, you've got to fight for a world title. And you're asking me to fight a YouTuber. Sign me up, please. Don't pull out. Please don't. I'm begging you. Yeah, yeah. Tyron Woodley said the same thing, big guy. Hey. I ain't no 40-year-old yeah, so, UF tired, man. Guys, we could go, we can go back and forth all day, but I do I would do I gave Jake the opportunity to answer some questions, and I definitely want the media here to answer questions for you. You gotta get a, a better Wi-Fi, buddy. Hey, they don't got they don't got Wi-Fi in gypsy country. Yep. So you saw Jake Paul's fight versus Tyron versus Woodley. And what did you take away from that yep. fight? I took this away. The man got a split decision win. That means you only just won against a 40-year-old retired UFC fighter. My God, well done. Good job, mate. You just about beat a 40-year-old man. When you get in there with a fresh 22-year-old who's been doing this all his life, you're going to wish you stuck to paying UFC fighters off and basketball players. You should have gone and fought Tiger Woods, not somebody who's done it his whole life because you're in for a big shot, my friend. You are the one who's going to crumble because you know why? When you get hit all about the face and your nose and ears are busted, you're going to be looking at BJ the blowjob Flores and thinking, oh, God, what have I done here? I shouldn't have called him out. Oh, God, pull me out, pull me out. I'm begging you. Please don't retire on the stool. Come out and fight like a man because you're getting knocked spark out. I, I'm as, I wish it was tomorrow. I'll lay you out right now. So you're a pro boxer, turned a reality star, influencer. Jake Paul is conversely a self-proclaimed YouTuber, turned pro boxer, been very dominant in the sport up to this point, undefeated. You've been very dominant in the sport, up to, undefeated. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? What you're saying, brother, is not right. Very dominant in, dominant in the sport of boxing. He's fought a UF, two a UFC. Who have you fought? You have a, your opponents have a combined record of 12 and 250. Your, your opponents have a combined boxers. record of 12 and 250. So, They've all been put in there to lose. So, boxing, my friend. So you couldn't, Tommy, you couldn't do shit to my sparring partner. Tommy, you couldn't do shit to my sparring partner. You said you were knocking him spark out too. Don't touch me, sir. Tommy. You pull Tommy. Tommy. Yes. Jake has obviously been on a, a huge stage. He's been he's been, all his fights have been big fights. How are you going to handle the public demands? How how are you going to handle the public demands? along with the massive stage that you're about to be on here on December the 18th, live from Amelie Arena on Showtime. Uh, you, 
keep talking. Everyone keeps talking about the pressure and the, and the other people being there. I don't care about that. The 22, whatever it may be, thousand people in the arena because there's only one man I'm looking at that night. I'm not taking in the crowd. I'm not taking anything. I'm coming over to Tampa Bay to do a demolition job and please the whole wide world. It don't matter how much pressure's on me. I don't care. Ever since I've come into boxing, oh, that's Tyson's brother. Oh, let's watch him spar. Oh, he's having his first fight. Let's watch him. There's been pressure on me from the start. And just because there's a few more people there and a few more lights, I won't crack, believe you me. It's in my blood. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to shut this guy up for everybody in the world that's asking for it. Because this was a step too far. And I'm going to prove that on December 18th. You said the same shit when you fought my 5'5 sparring partner who was 15 pounds lighter than you. Your words uh, mean nothing. Uh, Trouble. You've got to get one bad fight to get a good fight, haven't you? Keep thinking, keep thinking on that performance against Anthony Taylor and begging you. It's it's bad to, nowadays, and it where you've got to put on a bad show just to get a fight. It's terrible, isn't it? So keep banking on that because honestly, come December 18th, you're gonna feel the power. You're gonna get knocked spark out. Bro, you how many times are you gonna say spark out? How many times are you gonna say spark out? Bro, get a Tommy. Tommy. Jesus Christ. Tommy, we got Tommy. We we also have. Your brother, Tyson Fury, who is a, a champion on the line, and I don't want to leave this press conference without hearing his thoughts on this upcoming battle between you and Jake Paul on December 18th at Emily Arena. Tyson, obviously you have been on the global stage on numerous occasions, uh, and obviously with sharing the stage at WWE. Uh, thank you so much for gracing our sport with your presence. But what are your thoughts on Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul coming December 18th? I think it's a really good fight for all the kids and everybody who's watching around the world. There'll be a lot of people watching. A lot of people are interested in this uh, this fight. And you've got two young, undefeated guys going El Mono, El Mono in Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be an excellent night. Um, but I think Tommy will uh, knock him out. And that's no disrespect to Jake Paul. But like I said to Tommy, if he can't knock Jake Paul, I'll fucking fly to a foreign country and stay there. Because he ain't coming home. You better book the ticket now. I'm I'm sparring in camp. I'm sparring in camp. Steve Cunningham. I'm sparring in camp. Steve Cunningham, who laid you flat on your ass. So you guys, you guys have a lot of work to do. You have a lot of work to do over there, buddy. We will now open up, open up the uh, open up questions to the media. Tyson, we're going to open up questions right now for the media to ask either Jake Paul, Tommy, or yourself. Mr. Paul, this is for both of you guys. You know, this fight could really be a turning point in your career. Arguably, you have more to lose than I'm gonna right now. How do you see this? How do you see, see things going after this fight? <laughs> I just want to make it clear to all the media out there that the Paul family loves Tyson Fury. And it's no disrespect to Tyson Fury, but I do have to uh, decapitate his younger brother, unfortunately. To answer your question, sir. Logan, to answer to answer your question, sir. Uh, yeah, the, the, the slogan of the fight is "One will fall." So one one of us has to fall. This is a massive fight for both of us. But I like to take big risks with big rewards because that's how you get paid in this sport. That's how you become a star in this sport. And I'm doing it early on. I'm not taking easy fights. I want to make history and I want to challenge myself. And that's what we're doing. Well, let's see what you. Got you, All I hear when you're talking is pip pip cheerio, pip pip now, cheerio, pip pip cheerio. Pip, pip, Get some better Wi-Fi, you fucking gypsy. How's that? How's that? Hi, Jake. Annalise Bailey from USA Today. Last month, you said this was going to be your biggest challenge yet. 
today you're saying you're going to shut the media up, shut the Fury family up. Where does this never ending confidence come from? Man, you know, I think you, I think you're just born with it or something. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. It just, I can't lose. It's not an option. And I've won my whole life at anything I decide to do. So I don't see why I can't take over the sport of boxing and become one of the biggest prize fighters in the world. As a man facing another man in the ring, I am prepared to die. So going in, knowing that, that gives you the ultimate confidence because nothing can, I'm not afraid of anything and nothing can stop me. When you, when you fully accept that you will give your life in the ring to defeat somebody, it's really hard for another man to have that same type of energy. Talk about the bet you made on Twitter. Yeah, $500,000 on the line. If Tommy Fury wins, he gets the extra $500,000. When when I win, when I win, he has to change his name to Tommy Fumbles. His brother's going to ship him off to an island, and uh, they're going to disown him. So in the off chance, you're going to win, as you say. What happens if you lose? Not, Not an option. Next question. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be an option. Or else you're going to be pretty good, aren't you? Uh, my question is for Mr. Paul. Uh, Mr. Paul, sir, is it not true that you've hired the number one radio personality, Mike Calta, to rub your shoulders in between rounds? This is, uh, this is a true statement. Uh, I spoke to him this morning on my radio interview in Tampa. Uh, great guy. And I heard he's an expert in massage therapy, so he will be in the corner for the fight. Thank you, sir. Paul, how you doing, sir? Damon Gonzalez from Landbox Sports. Talk about your chemistry with BJ. You know, your last fight, we we took notice right away that you sat on your punches and you punched with the puncher. You're not afraid of taking shots and giving them. Talk about that. Yeah, 100%. BJ and I have a great relationship, and that's first and foremost with your coach. You need to click, and we have since day one. And this has been a work in progress. You know, I have a long, long road ahead of me and a long way to get better. But it's day by day, twice a day, in the gym, working hard and improving on the basic fundamentals and not letting anything slip through the cracks. Again, this is my this will be my fifth fight. So, you know, on this big of a stage, we have a lot of pressure to perform and to fight like a true professional boxer. And that is why I've gotten so good in the past 18 months. I've only been doing this as a pro for 18, 19 months now. But because we have to rise to the occasion and because we're fighting on the biggest stages possible, that forces me to become great. Not just to flip the coin, but to keep it, to give it away. You know, you've went to Puerto Rico and you sparred against Enriquez and a lot of great young men in Puerto Rico. Um, you've given back to the community many times and given gloves to kids over there. How humbling is that with your foundation to do exactly what you're doing at this stage? It's a dream come true. And uh, when, when you give, you get. You know, when I'm out there with those kids, giving them boxing gloves, teaching them about boxing, I get so much hope, inspiration out of it. And it's truly one of the best things and greatest accomplishments I've had in my life. And I'm so lucky to be able to be in a position where I can give back. Jake, Josh Cassio with Fox 13 again. Um, You could have fought anywhere in the world. Can you talk about how you guys chose Tampa for this fight? I mean, baby, Florida is one of the greatest states in the world. Shout out to Governor DeSantis, baby. I mean, it's beautiful. Look at the weather. Look at the view. 
and home of the Buccaneers, home of the Lightning. You know, when we first were talking with the Amelie Arena, they were super generous, super <coughs> kind. They wanted us to come here. They got me my own 69 number jersey. I mean, I don't see there's any better place to do the fight other than Tampa, Florida. Go Bucks! And real quick, have you thought about the next fight? Who is on the list after Tommy Fury? Just about everyone and their mother. You know, everyone wants to fight Jake Paul. They all want a payday. They all want to get on the Zoom calls and be like, I'm going to do what the world wants. I'm going to knock out that bloody blonde head kid and you get him out of there. Everyone wants to fight me. So really whoever I want. And this is just the start of a burgeoning career. I'm on fire, baby. Any more questions? Somebody put this bitch out. <laughs> He's on fire. So, I'm going to I'm going to give uh both Tommy and Tyson an opportunity uninterrupted to give their final thoughts and then we'll close out with giving Jake Paul the same courtesy and respect of being able to give his final thoughts uninterrupted. Tommy, Tyson, your final thoughts for this fight happening right here. December 18th, live in Tampa, on Showtime at Emily Arena. Go. My final thoughts on this fight is, you know, Jake Paul is only in this for a bit of money, and that's it. When he clocks how hard this game really is, he's going to find out why the hell did he choose this path to go down. Let me tell you that for a fact, because I've been in this job my whole entire life. I've been smashed to bits in the gym by big heavyweights. I know what it's like to be it. This man hasn't been cracked. He's a newborner to this game. And when he gets smashed and he sees all lights, he's going to think, oh, what's gone wrong? But I'll tell you now, everybody's just having Jake Paul in this argument because he's got 20 million followers. He's a big global superstar. Strip him down to nothing. And what is he? He's another bum who I'm going to annihilate and I'm going to knock out and advance on my career. Because I'm looking way past this idiot. He's not even coming into my thoughts. I'm interested in being a world champion, like I've said, since I turned pro. December 18th, I take this fight for a commercial reason because it does nothing for my boxing reputation, absolutely nothing. In fact, it even makes me go backwards. So I'm just going to do what everybody wants me to do and knock this fool out. And December 18th, mark my words, Jake Paul will lose his first fight and he will never, ever box again. Mark my words. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Tommy Fury. Now, with the final mic drop moment, First off, I want to say thank you for being here, actually in person, as well as all the stuff that you do. Me being a person that loves giving back, coming from humble and beginnings, what you're doing with your platform is amazing. Now, your final thoughts about this fight on December 18th at Amelie Arena versus Tommy Fury. Uh, Tommy's Tommy's girlfriend's a catfish. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> final words from Jake Paul, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for coming out. December 18th, Emily Arena, live right here. Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Be here, live on Showtime. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today.